Section 2 of the Preface of the King James Version of the Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Section 2. And Justinian the Emperor enjoining the Jews his subjects to use especially the translation of the Seventy, rendereth this reason thereof, because they were as it were, enlightened with prophetical grace. Yet, for all that, as the Egyptians are said of the prophet, to be men and not God, and their horses flesh and not spirit, Isaiah 31.3, so it is evident, and St. Jerome affirmeth as much, as Jerome de optimo genere interpret, that the seventy were interpreters, they were not prophets. They did many things well as learned men, but yet as men they stumbled and fell, one while through oversight, another while through ignorance. Yea, sometimes they may be noted to add to the original, and sometimes to take from it, which made the apostles to leave them many times, when they left the Hebrew, and to deliver the sense thereof according to the truth of the word, as the Spirit gave them utterance. This may suffice, touching the Greek translations of the Old Testament. Translation out of Hebrew and Greek into Latin. There were also within a few hundred years after Christ translations many into the Latin tongue, for this tongue also was very fit to convey the law and the gospel by, because in those times very many countries of the West, yea, of the South, East, and North, spake or understood Latin, being made provinces to the Romans. But now the Latin translations were too many to be all good, for they were infinite. Latini interprets nullo modi numerari possunt, saith S. Augustine, S. Augustine de doctra Christ lib tu cap tu. Again, they were not out of the Hebrew fountain, we speak of the Latin translations of the Old Testament, but out of the Greek stream. Therefore, the Greek being not altogether clear, the Latin derived from it must needs be muddy. This moved S. Jerome, a most learned father, and the best linguist without controversy of his age, or of any that went before him, to undertake the translating of the Old Testament, out of the very fountain with that evidence of great learning, judgment, industry, and faithfulness, that he had forever bound the church unto him in a debt of special remembrance and thankfulness. The Translating of the Scripture into the Vulgar Tongues Now, through the church were thus furnished with Greek and Latin translations, even before the faith of Christ was generally embraced in the empire. For the learned know that even in Esterome's time, the consul of Rome and his wife were both ethnics, and about the same time the greatest part of the senate also, Esterome, Marcel, Zosim. Yet for all that the godly learned were not content to have the scriptures in the language which they themselves understood, Greek and Latin, as the good lepers were not content to fare well themselves, but acquainted their neighbors with the store that God had sent, that they also might provide for themselves, Second Kings 7, 9, but also for the behoof and edifying of the unlearned which hungered and thirsted after righteousness, and had souls to be saved as well as they. They provided translations into the vulgar for their countrymen, 
insomuch that most nations under heaven did shortly after their conversion hear Christ speaking unto them in their mother tongue, not by the voice of their minister only, but also by the written word translated. If any doubt hereof, he may be satisfied by examples enough, if enough will serve the turn. First, as Jerome saith, Multarum gentium linguis scriptura ante translata, docet falsa esse quae adita sunt, etc. That is, the scripture being translated before and the languages of many nations doth show that those things that were added by Lucian and Hesychius are false. S. Jerome, prayeth and for Evangel. So as Jerome in that place, the same Jerome elsewhere affirmeth that he, the time was, had set forth the translation of the seventy, suia lingua hominibus, that is, for his countrymen of Dalmatia, as Jerome Sophronio, which words not only Erasmus doth understand to purport that as Jerome translated the scripture into the Dalmatian tongue, but also Sixtus Senesis, six sen lib four, and Alphonsus a Castro, Alphon LB one K twenty three, that we speak of no more, men not to be accepted against by them of Rome, do ingenuously confess as much. So as Christistum, that lived in S. Jerome's time, giveth evidence with him. The doctrine of S. John, saith he, did not in such sort as the philosophers did vanish away, but the Syrians, Egyptians, Indians, Persians, Ethiopians, and infinite other nations being barbarous people, translated it into their mother tongue, and have learned to be true philosophers. He meaneth Christians. S. Christos in Johann Cap. 1, Hom. 1. To this may be added Theodoret, as next unto him, both for antiquity and for learning. His words be these. Every country that is under the sun is full of these words, of the apostles and prophets, and the Hebrew tongue, he meaneth the scriptures in the Hebrew tongue, is turned not only into the language of the Grecians, but also of the Romans, the Egyptians, and Persians, and Indians, and Armenians, and Scythians, and Saromatians, and briefly into all the languages that any nation useth. Theodore five, Therapeute. So he. In like manner, Euphilus is reported by Paulus, Diaconus, and Isidore, and before them by Sazamen, to have translated the scriptures into the Gothic tongue, P. Diacon Lee 12, John, bishop of Seville, by Vassius, to have turned them into Arabic, about the year of our Lord 717, Vassius in Cron Hispan, Bede by Sister Shensis, to have turned a great part of them into Saxon, Ephnard by Trithemius, to have abridged the French Psalter, as Bede had done the Hebrew, about the year 800. King Alfred by the said Cistercensis to have turned the Psalter into Saxon, Polydor Verge 5 Histor. Methodius by Aventinus, printed at Ingolstadt, to have turned the scriptures into Slavonian, Aventin Lib 4. Valdo, Bishop of Frising, by Beatus 
renanus to have caused about that time the gospels to be translated into dutch rhythm yet extant in the library of corbinium circa annum nine hundred v renan rerum german lib two valdus by diverse do have turned them himself into french about the year eleven sixty charles v of that name surnamed the wise to have caused them to be turned into french about two hundred years after valdus his time of which translation there be many copies yet extant as witnesseth barrow aldus much about that time even in our king richard the second's days john travisa translated them into english and many english bibles in written hand are yet to be seen with diverse translated as it is very probable in that age so the syrian translation of the new testament is in most learned men's libraries of widmin stadius his setting forth and the psalter in arabic is with many of augustinus nebiensis setting forth so postal affirmeth that in his travel he saw the gospels in the ethiopian tongue and ambrose theseus alleged the psalter of the indians which he testifieth to have been set forth by popkin in syrian characters so that to have the scriptures in the mother tongue is not a quaint conceit lately taken up either by the lord cromwell in england thuin or by the lord radaville in polony or by the lord ungnadius in the emperor's dominion but hath been thought upon and put in practice of old even from the first times of the conversion of any nation no doubt because it was esteemed most profitable to cause faith to grow in men's hearts the sooner and to make them to be able to say with the words of the psalms as we have heard so we have seen psalm forty-eight eight. the unwillingness of our chief adversaries that these scriptures should be divulged in the mother tongue etc now the church of rome would seem at the length to bear a motherly affection towards her children and to allow them the scriptures in their mother tongue but indeed it is a gift not deserving to be called a gift an unprofitable gift sophocles they must first get a license in writing before they may use them and to get that they must approve themselves to their confessor that is to be such as are if not frozen in the dregs yet soured with the leaven of their superstition howbeit it seemed too much to clement the eighth that there should be any license granted to have them in the vulgar tongue and therefore he overruleth and frustrateth the grant of pius the fourth see the observation set forth by clement his authority upon the fore rule of pius the four his making in the index lib prohib page fifteen verse five so much are they afraid of the light of the scripture luce fuge scripturarum as tertullian speaketh that they will not trust the people with it no not as it is set forth by their own sworn men no not with the license of their own bishops and inquisitors yea so unwilling they are to communicate the scriptures to the people's understanding in any sort that they are not ashamed to confess that we forced them to translate it into english against their wills 
this seemeth to argue a bad cause, or a bad conscience, or both. Sure we are that it is not he that hath good gold that is afraid to bring it to the touchstone, but he that hath the counterfeit, Tertullian de Reser Carnis. Neither is it the true man that shunneth the light, but the malefactor, lest his deeds should be reproved, John 3.20. Neither is it the plain-dealing merchant that is unwilling to have the weights or the meat-yard brought in place, but he that useth deceit. But we will let them alone for this fault, and return to translation. The speeches and reasons, both of our brethren and of our adversaries against this work. Many men's mouths have been open a good while, and yet are not stopped with speeches about the translation so long in hand, or rather perusals of translations made before, and ask what may be the reason, what the necessity of the employment. Hath the church been deceived, say they, all this while? Hath her sweet bread been mingled with leaven, her silver with dross, her wine with water, her milk with lime? Lacte gypsum male miscatur, saith S. Erne, S. Erne, 3 Lib. Cap. 19. We hoped that we had been in the right way, that we had the oracles of God delivered unto us, and that, though all the world had cause to be offended and to complain, yet that we had none. Hath the nurse holden out the breast, and nothing but wind in it? Hath the bread been delivered by the fathers of the church, and the same proved to be lapidosus, as Seneca speaketh? What is it to handle the word of God deceitfully, if this be not? Thus certain brethren, also the adversaries of Judah and Jerusalem, like Sanballat and Nehemiah, mock as we hear both the work and the workmen, saying, What do these weak Jews, etc.? Will they make the stones whole again out of the heaps of dust which are burnt? Although they build, yet if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stony wall. Nehemiah 4.3 Was their translation good before? Why do they now mend it? Was it not good? Why then was it obtruded to the people? Yea, why did the Catholics, meaning Popish Romanists, always go in jeopardy? for refusing to go to hear it. Nay, if it must be translated into English, Catholics are fittest to do it. They have learning, and they know when a thing is well. They can manum de tabula. We will answer them both briefly, and the former, being brethren, thus with S. Jerome, damnimus veteris minime, sed post priorum studia in domo domini, quod possums laboramus, S. Jerome, Apolog, Adverse, Rufine. That is, do we condemn the ancient? In no case, but after the endeavors of them that were before us, we take the best pains we can in the house of God. As if he said, being provoked by the example of the learned men that lived before my time, I have thought it my duty to assay whether my talent in the knowledge of the tongues may be profitable in any measure to God's church, lest I should seem to labored in them in vain, and lest I should be thought to glory in men, although ancient, above that which was in them, thus Esterome may be thought to speak. 
a satisfaction to our brethren. And to the same effect say we, that we are so far off from condemning any of their labours that travailed before us in this kind, either in this land or beyond sea, either in King Henry's time or King Edward's, if there were any translation or correction of a translation in his time, or Queen Elizabeth's, of ever-renowned memory, that we acknowledge them to have been raised up of God for the building and furnishing of his church, and that they deserve to be had of us and of posterity in everlasting remembrance. The judgment of Aristotle is worthy and well known. If Timotheus had not been, we had not had much sweet music. But if Phernius, Timotheus his master, had not been, we had not had Timotheus. Therefore blessed be they, and most honoured be their name, that break the ice, and giveth onset upon that which helpeth forward to the saving of souls. Now what can be more available thereto, than to deliver God's book unto God's people, in a tongue which they understand? Since of a hidden treasure, and of a fountain that is sealed, there is no profit, as Ptolemy Philadelph wrote to the rabbins, or masters of the Jews, as witnesseth Epiphanius, S. Epiphan, loco ante citato. And as S. Augustine saith, A man had rather be with his dog than with a stranger, whose tongue is strange unto him. S. Augustine, lib. 19, de Seville, de C. 7. Yet for all that, as nothing is begun and perfected at the same time, and the later thoughts are thought to be the wiser, so, if we, building upon their foundation that went before us, and being holpen by their labours, do endeavour to make that better which they left so good, no man, we are sure, hath cause to mislike us. They, we persuade ourselves, if they were alive, would thank us. The vintage of Abienzer, that strake the stroke, yet the gleaning of grapes of Ephraim was not to be despised. See Judges 8.2. Joash the king of Israel did not satisfy himself till he had smitten the ground three times, and yet he offended the prophet for giving over then. Second Kings thirteen eighteen through nineteen. Aquila, of whom we spake before, translated the Bible as carefully and as skilfully as he could, and yet he thought good to go over it again, and then it got the credit with the Jews to be called accurately done, as Saint Jerome witnesseth. Esterom and Ezek, Cap. 3. How many books of profane learning have been gone over again and again by the same translators, by others? Of one and the same book of Aristotle's Ethics, there are extant not so few as six or seven several translations. Now, if this cost may be bestowed upon the gourd, which affordeth us a little shade, in which today flourisheth, but tomorrow is cut down, what may we bestow, nay, what ought we not to bestow upon the vine, the fruit whereof maketh glad the conscience of man, and the stem whereof abideth for ever? And this is the word of God, which we translate. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Jeremiah twenty three twenty eight, Tante quanti verum margar etum, saith Tertullian, Tertull ad martyr, if a toy of glass be of that reckoning with us, how ought we to value the true pearl? Jerome ad Salvin. Therefore, let no man's eye be evil,
because his majesty's is good. Neither let any be grieved that we have a prince that seeketh the increase of the spiritual wealth of Israel. Let Sanballat's and Tobias do so, which therefore do bear their just reproof. But let us rather bless God from the ground of our heart, for working this religious care in him, to have the translations of the Bible maturely considered of and examined. For by this means it cometh to pass that whatsoever is sound already, and all is sound for substance, in one or other of our editions, and the worst of ours far better than their authentic vulgar, the same will shine as gold more brightly, being rubbed and polished. Also, if anything be halting or superfluous, or not so agreeable to the original, the same may be corrected, and the truth set in place. And what can the king command to be done that will bring him more true honor than this? And wherein could they that have been set a work approve their duty to the king, yea, their obedience to God, and love to his saints more, than by yielding their service, and all that is within them, for the furnishing of the work? But besides all this, they were the principal motives of it, and therefore ought least to quarrel it. For the very historical truth is that upon the importunate petitions of the Puritans at his majesty's coming to the crown, the conference at Hampton Court having been appointed for hearing their complaints, when by force of reason they were put from other grounds, they had recourse at the last to this shift that they could not with good conscience subscribe to the communion book, since it maintained the Bible as it was there translated, which was, as they said, a most corrupted translation. And although this was judged to be but a very poor and empty shift, yet even hereupon did his majesty begin to bethink himself of the good that might ensue by a new translation, and presently, after, gave order for this translation, which is now presented unto thee, thus much to satisfy our scrupulous brethren. An answer to the imputations of our adversaries. Now to the latter we answer, that we do not deny, nay, we affirm and avow, that the very meanest translation of the Bible in English, set forth by men of our profession, for we have seen none of theirs of the whole Bible as yet, containeth the word of God, nay, is the word of God. As the king's speech, which he uttereth in Parliament, being translated into French, Dutch, Italian, and Latin, is still the king's speech, though it be not interpreted by every translator with the like grace, nor peradventure so fitly for phrase, nor so expressly for sense everywhere. For it is confessed that things are to take their denomination of the greater part, and a natural man could say, verum ubi multa nitent in carmine, non ego pausis offendor maculis, etc. Horace, a man may be counted a virtuous man, though he have made many slips in his life, else there were none virtuous, for in many things we offend all. James 3.2 Also a comely man and lovely, though he have some warts upon his hand, yea, not only freckles upon his face, but also scars. No cause, therefore, why the word translated should be denied to be the word, or forbidden to be current notwithstanding that some imperfections and blemishes may be noted in the setting forth of it. For whatever was perfect under the sun, where apostles 
or apostolic men, that is, men endued with an extraordinary measure of God's spirit, and privileged with the privilege of infallibility, had not their hand. The Romanists, therefore, in refusing to hear and daring to burn the word translated, did no less than despite the spirit of grace from whom originally it proceeded, and whose sense and meaning, as well as man's weakness, would enable it did express. Judge by an example or two. Plutarch writeth that after that Rome had been burnt by the Gauls, they fell soon to build it again, but doing it in haste, they did not cast the streets, nor proportion the houses in such comely fashion as had been most slightly and convenient. Plutarch in Camelo. Was Catiline, therefore, an honest man or a good patriot that sought to bring it to a combustion? Or Nero, a good prince, that did indeed set it on fire? So, by the story of Ezra and the prophecy of Haggai, it may be gathered that the temple built by Zerubbabel, after the return from Babylon, was by no means to be compared to the former built by Solomon. For they that remembered the former wept when they considered the latter. Ezra 3.12 Notwithstanding, might this latter either have been abhorred and forsaken by the Jews, or profaned by the Greeks? The like we are to think of translations. The translation of the seventy dissenteth from the original, in many places, neither doth it come near it, for perspicuity, gravity, majesty, yet which of the apostles did condemn it. Condemn it? Nay, they used it, as it is apparent, and as St. Jerome and most learned men do confess, which they would not have done, nor by their example of using it, so grace and commend it to the church, if it had been unworthy of the appellation and name of the word of God. And whereas they urge for their second defense of their vilifying and abusing of the English Bibles, or some pieces thereof, which they meet with, for that heretics forsooth were the authors of the translations. Heretics, they call us, by the same right that they call themselves Catholics, both being wrong. We marvel what divinity taught them so. We are sure Tertullian was of another mind, ex personis probamus fidem, and ex fide personis, Tertull de prescript contra heresis. Do we try men's faith by their persons? We should try their persons by their faith. Also, as Augustine was of another mind, for he, lighting upon certain rules, made by Tychonius, a Donatist, for the better understanding of the word, was not ashamed to make use of them, yea, to insert them into his own book, with giving commendation to them so far forth as they were worthy to be commended. As is to be seen in S. Augustine's third book, De Doctrina Christiana, S. August 3, De Doct Christ, Cap. 30. To be short, Origen and the whole Church of God, for certain hundred years, were of another mind, for they were so far from treading underfoot, much more from burning, the translation of Aquila, a proselyte, that is, one that had turned Jew, of Symmachus and Theodotion, both Ebionites, that is, most vile heretics, that they joined together with the Hebrew original and the translation of the seventy, as hath been before signified out of Epiphanius, 
and set them forth openly, to be considered of and perused by all. But we weary the unlearned, who need not know so much, and trouble the learned who know it already. End of section 2